You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Together we made it, Browns fans. We've made it to the start of an offseason where things seem to be going right. It started yesterday with the Pittsburgh Steelers losing. Thank goodness they lost. Ben Roethlisberger continues to look older and older every game and had a terrible postseason. And then rumors flew and uh, I reported what I had heard that Jamie Collins was going to get a four-year deal. And then Nathan Zagura posted something on the Browns website. A little premature. But today... We get news that Jamie Collins has signed his contract extension. So that'll be part one of today's Locked on Browns podcast. Part two, talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson's decision uh, when it comes to the Senior Bowl. In part three, we'll talk quickly about the Kirk Cousins rumors, what they could mean, what they might mean, and just kind of my general thoughts on that. Again, thank you for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast. My name is Jared Mueller. I am your host. Every weekday, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller. Again, that's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Browns fans, we have a stud, and we have a stud player for the next four years, as Jamie Collins has signed a four-year, $50 million deal, $12.5 million per year. Again, we don't know yet how that is broken down when it comes to uh, when the cap space will be used, those kind of things. Um, but we know that we have Jimmy Collins on our team for the next four years, and I think it's got to be something that's got to get Browns fans excited. Um, it was something that we knew that they were going to try to prioritize, something they thought was important. Um, but here we are before the Super Bowl, a player who had only been on the team for a few weeks, who experienced one win, but had a few weeks with the team, basically, has decided he wanted to come back. And here's where you have to really start to believe a little bit in the front office. He didn't come back for some astronomical figure. Four years and $50 million. Again, the years might be a little shorter than maybe people had hoped. Because now Collins, uh, after he turns 31, will have another chance at free agency. But the reality is for the Browns, they have a stud player at 12.5 a year on average. Who knows how it's exactly going to break down. But they have a stud player who decided to stay here, not for any type of enormous money. And so um, people will point to the fact that uh, he's behind the Von Millers and the Clay Matthews and a couple uh, other linebackers. But the reality is, is that Jamie Collins is a unique player. That's not me as a Browns fan. That would be me when he was on the Patriots. He's a unique player. He does so many different things. And so I said on Twitter earlier today, uh, after the news broke, Collins can rush. We saw that last year a little bit for the Browns. He can rush the passer. He's not Von Miller, but he can rush the passer. Passer. He can do that pretty well. He can be a run stuffer. Um, he did that pretty well. And he can play coverage very, very well. And when you watch Jamie Collins on the field, you see someone who um, just looks different. He looks 
like a defensive end who can play safety or who moves like a safety. And so for the Browns to be able to bring him back, especially this early, uh, Joe Banner on Twitter always talks about that players should never, especially at this time of the year, sign contract extensions. That his belief is that it just they have no market. No one else could have signed Jamie Collins right now. No one. And so instead of getting to an offseason where uh, there's going to be a lot of funny money because there is a lot of people with a lot of cap space where he could have gotten 55, 60, 65, maybe even $70 million on a four-year contract, those are very realistic numbers. Instead, the Browns have him back at four years, $50 million. And again, if the cap uh, number is 12.5, that's great. It's possible they move some of that money up front because they have so much money this year. So that later on, when the Botonio, uh, Joel Botonio and Christian Kirksey's um, contract extensions kind of kick in, they've paid most of Jamie Collins' money. But either way, you're talking about a realistic deal. So the thing is, the Browns didn't really overpay. It's possible by the end of the offseason, we will think Jamie Collins' deal is a steal. And for the Browns to have a player who just looks significantly different, again, like a defensive end who can play safety or moves like a safety, and got him at what seems like a very reasonable deal, has to excite Browns fans. Uh, Chris Trapasso, um, somebody I follow on Twitter, uh, he uh, talked about the inflation. Uh, based on 2013's cap, Jamie Collins' deal is worth about $9 million. Because the cap then was 123, uh, now it's 170 million dollars. Just to kind of put it in perspective, four years ago this deal would be worth about nine million dollars. But because of inflation uh, of where the cap is, it's about 12.5. And so, again, you have to look at that as a realistic deal. Um, I've seen some people complain about it because they're comparing it to other linebacker deals. Um, I've seen people say the Browns overpaid, and I just don't know what they're watching. And so enough smart people um, agree with me that if you think spending $12.5 million on one of the top free agents in this class is an overpay, how do you expect the Browns, who have struggled for years uh, on the field with consistency of a coaching staff and front office, how did you expect them to bring in free agents? When you talk about, ooh, they need to bring in one or two big free agents, or they have all this cap space, they got to spend it. How did you think they were going to spend it? You've got to pay to bring people to Cleveland. But the cool thing is, they're not really overpaying him by, if anything, by a significant amount. And so it's important to just remember, Browns fans, that you're not talking about some crazy contract. You're talking about a great contract for a player that has earned it and that deserves it. Compare that to the Paul Kruger deal of five years and $40 million, and I think you got to be okay with it. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings, much more. Geico has been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. 
So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Speaking of deals we might have to be okay with, I'm actually going to switch it around. I'm going to talk about Kirk Cousins just as free agency. and We're going to kind of float uh, together. There's a rumor that the Browns and the San Francisco 49ers are interested and could be interesting trade partners for the Washington Redskins and Kirk, quarterback Kirk Cousins. And again, I hope you remember, like I said, the Browns are going to be the central rumor place for almost everyone this offseason. Draft picks, free agents, trade talks. Why? Remember, they have all this cap space and they have all that draft capital. So it makes sense for agents to use the Browns as a leverage point for everything. And so uh, let's just kind of hit on that rumor. And so the rumor is that the Niners, who are going to hire Kyle Shanahan, would have interest in bringing in Kirk Cousins because obviously there's a fit there because Kyle Shanahan was there when Kirk Cousins was drafted in Washington. And so uh, as he goes out to San Francisco, which is pretty much a done deal or is a done deal, the Browns, or I'm sorry, the Redskins are interested in dealing him or dealing him to the 49ers. The Niners have the second overall pick. There's a fit there. And then Cousins developed under Jay Gruden, who uses a Hugh Jackson type offense because Gruden was under Hugh Jackson and with Hugh Jackson. And so uh, there's a connection there. And so, and the Browns have the number two overall pick, a need at quarterback and a ton of cap space. Is it possible? that the Browns would trade for Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Again, the logistics of that is that Washington uh, franchise tags him and then looks to deal him. But why do the people with the number one pick and the number two pick be the rumored people? Is it just because of Kyle Shanahan and Hugh Jackson? Or is it because they have the number one and number two picks? And I would say it's possibly the latter. If, if Washington is looking for some type of leverage whether it's in trades or with Kirk Cousins and his agent, the Browns and the 49ers seem like a really good place to go. Well, if you don't, we can trade you. And if you don't think it's real, those people have some high draft picks that we could want for you. And, hey, other teams, if you might want to deal with Kirk Cousins, Buffalo, New York, heck, even Denver, uh, whoever else might be looking at Chicago, might be looking for a quarterback, um, you got to come strong. For me, the reality is, is that I always am very, very leery, very, very cautious of taking other teams' quarterbacks. This is a quarterback-driven league. When you look at the last four teams left in the playoffs and the two that are going to the Super Bowl, I think that proves it. So for any team to be willing to move on from their quarterback, willing to move on from their quarterback, that has to scare you. Has to. Now, you got to figure out the reasons. And so for Washington, it's money. But if you have a great quarterback, money shouldn't matter. You figure everything else out. Look what Dallas has done with Tony Romo's contract to keep him around. Drew Brees' contract is gargantuan. I don't care what it is. If you have a stud quarterback, you do whatever it takes to keep him around. What is it about Cousins that Washington might be willing to move on from him. Why? 
Why would he? Why would they move on from a, a stud quarterback just because he's going to cost a lot of money? That's what stud quarterbacks do. Is it possible that Washington doesn't believe in Kirk Cousins, even though they've had him in their building? If it's possible that Kirk Cousins, or the Washington does, isn't sold on Kirk Cousins and they've had him in their building, wouldn't you then be a little cautious about trading for him and giving him a huge contract? Now, who knows what that trade would look like? Would that be the number one overall pick? Would that be number 12? Would that be some type of swap of picks from one down to where Washington selects? Would that be, you know, whatever? Would that be second pick this year and a first next year? Who knows? But you have to give all that up, and you're going to have to sign him to some massive deal. When Washington could just sign him to a massive deal, because without him, they're left with no quarterback. So why would they deal him? Just because he costs a lot of money? He's going to cost someone a lot of money, and if they have him in-house and are willing to deal him, I'm already concerned. The same way I'm concerned with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, his is a little different. Because Tom Brady wants to play until he's 45. Garoppolo will be in his last season on his rookie contract next year. New England would have to make some decisions. The fact that they would be willing to move on from a 20-something quarterback because their star quarterback wants to play until he's 45 is concerning to me. New England could just franchise tag Jimmy Garoppolo next year and keep him around to see if Tom Brady ages poorly they'd have him for one last year on his rookie contract and they could just franchise tag him they're smart enough to figure out all the cap space stuff so the fact that they're willing to deal jimmy garoppolo again concerns me you don't give up on a young quarterback for a 40 year old quarterback you figure it out one way or another and then that comes to tyrod taylor who most of you know would be my primary veteran selection if i had a choice why? Because Buffalo is restarting. Taylor is a unique talent in that he doesn't really fit in a ton of offenses, size limitation, etc. He has some injury history that has to be concerning. But because of all of that, most likely the Browns could either trade a very low pick or could sign him in free agency to a much lower deal than they would have to do with Jimmy Garoppolo or with Kirk Cousins. Again, always be worried about taking on some other team's quarterback. Why would they want to get rid of the most important position on the field? That always should concern you with all of these rumors. And finally, we have the Deshaun Watson um, news, quote-unquote news, that came out earlier this morning. Again, those who have been following me on Twitter, at Jared K. Mueller, J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R, know that uh, Watson is the quarterback that I like the best out of this draft. He has the highest floor and still a very, very high ceiling. Uh, young, experienced, all of that kind of stuff. It's great. Um, but the news from Watson is that he will not be attending the Senior Bowl. When that news first came out, part of Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback is that he turned down the Browns, asking him to be a part of the, the Senior Bowl. When the reality came out later from Phil Savage, but again, people don't focus on the source and trying to make sure they find out everything. They just, LOL, Browns, let's go. Uh, the reality is that Phil Savage had offered Deshaun Watson about six weeks prior to attend the Senior Bowl. He had had that offer. And then Phil Savage reached out to 
the Browns to reach out to Deshaun Watson uh, to see if he was going to come. Deshaun Watson turned down the Senior Bowl. He didn't turn down the Cleveland Browns offer, all of those kind of things. And so does it mean anything? Maybe. But the reality is, is that in college, Deshaun Watson had the longest season possible. He's not competing against the type of quarterbacks that he's really competing against in the NFL draft. So Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Kaiser and those guys aren't going to be out there on the field. So really, at some level, all he has to do or all he could do is kind of fall down the board. He had nothing to prove at the senior bowl. Could it be beneficial for the Browns if he was there? Absolutely. On the other hand, and again, this is just Jared kind of processing it's very possible that him not being at the Senior Bowl, him not showing off at the Senior Bowl, could allow him to fall down the draft. Deserved or not, Deshaun Watson is fine to take a break. The most important things are going to be his medical checks, how he measures, and how he does uh, during their personal workouts. And so would I have liked to see him with Hugh Jackson for a week at the Senior Bowl? Sure. Do I think it's going to impact the Browns' decision whether to draft him or not? No, I don't. It is possible, what it does do, what I think it does do, is keeps Hugh Jackson from falling like head over heels in love with him. We saw that with Robert Griffin III. Uh, it took one workout and the earth moved under his feet. And so um, it's possible Hugh Jackson would have illogically fallen in love with Deshaun Watson, pushed for him to be drafted number one overall, and passed on a talent like Miles Garrett, Jonathan Allen, or whoever else they might select at number one. And so, again, whether you're a Deshaun Watson fan or not, and there are a lot of you out there who are not, I can't convince you to think he is a stud. Matt Ryan, which actually is kind of sad now that he's at the Super Bowl, makes it more difficult because people will think that's why I'm using it. I used Matt Ryan as an example a couple weeks ago uh, with Brandon Howard. Him and I were talking on Twitter. Matt Ryan is a close comparison for me for Deshaun Watson. They played in different systems. Matt Ryan had 29 interceptions his last two seasons in college. Deshaun Watson had 30. Both are leaders. Both are film and gym rats. They just love football. They eat, sleep, talk football. And I think that's the kind of guy that I want leading my team. I don't care if he has, he's six foot seven and big and has this huge cannon for an arm. I want someone who eats, eats and sleeps football and has the, the relative base talent to be a very good quarterback. And I think Deshaun Watson has that. Does he have room to grow? Absolutely. Could the Senior Bowl have helped him? Sure. But in the end, I don't think it greatly impacts anything but keeps Hugh Jackson from falling in love with him at the Senior Bowl, which Browns fans, most of you are on the Miles Garrett train, you should be happy for he didn't turn down the Browns. He turned down the Senior Bowl, and he did that for pretty good reasons. There's really nothing for him to gain. Unlike someone like Dak Prescott last year, he gained a ton, right? That's kind of the narrative. But the reality is the Cowboys selected him in the fourth round. And remember this, they didn't select him at the top of the fourth round where they had a pick. That's where they picked Charles Trapper. 34 picks later... 34 picks later in the fourth round, the Dallas Cowboys selected Dak Prescott. They didn't get that enamored with the guy at the Senior Bowl that they picked him almost in the top of the fifth round. So again, I don't think it's going to have a huge influence on Deshaun Watson's draft status. It could impact the fact that the Browns aren't going to draft him over, number one overall, but I'm not worried about it. I hope you're not either, Browns fans. 
This is a long way to go. Hopefully between now and the draft, we have a signing of Terrell Pryor, though a franchise tag would make a lot of sense. Uh, we have Isaiah Crowell finishing off a deal that I think is going to be done here in the next two weeks or so. We have um, the possibility of Austin Pastor getting an extension. Um, and then we go into free agency, which I talked about on Saturday, and who I thought and how I thought the Browns might spend money. Today's a good day, Browns fans. Together we made it. Jimmy Collins is here. We have a stud. We have Danny Shelton. We have Emmanuel Agba. We're starting to build. Starting to build, guys. That's what happens when you keep a freaking front office and a coaching staff around. Let's keep that going. Let's get some wins. Let's get some players. Let's win, baby. Thank you for stopping by this Lockdown Browns podcast. Again, my name is Jared Mueller. Get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller, J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thanks for stopping by, and go Browns. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17